the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is the word to stand on for life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The word to stand on for life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. of the Word to Stand On for Life. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And as you know by now, this is a program dedicated to taking your phone calls, answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff going on in your life. And today, because Paula is live in studio with us, any question at all that you have for her, all you have to do is to provide the phone call, 210-340-9585. If you are outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR. That's 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app. And remember, if you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the call now banner at the top of the screen. You'll be connected directly to our studio producer. Paula, thank you for being here. Thank you. You're welcome. What's up? Well, um, I was thinking you had some questions this week on the radio program and you know I try to listen every day and so um, the question about Jesus learned you know he knows everything so what did he have to learn so go ahead Pastor <laughs> I answered that mm-hmm. but go ahead tell me again well he, he learned everything remember he veiled his deity he was a person he grew up as a baby making baby noises and mm-hmm. can you imagine Jesus voice you know now, yeah, as he's older, it's a mighty rushing waters. But as a baby, what yeah. did that sound like? Huh? You know, I tell, and you've heard me say this, Paul, I tell the people at the church here with some regularity mm-hmm. that when they have babies, they ought, to, they ought to record those noises. Yes. Because later when the kids can talk mm-hmm. <laughs> and talk back, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's always good to remember this is the way God made them. Yeah. This is the way the world made them. Yeah. And we'd be even more grateful to God. But, but uh, can you imagine if we had recordings of Jesus making baby noises? Wow. Maybe yeah. that's why he was born then and not now. But, yeah. but he, he was a baby. He grew up and he learned things. He went to school or whatever the form of school was. He learned carpentry from his father. Yeah, for sure. He um, um, he, he learned um, what needed to be learned to, to get along in this world. And yet he did so without sin, which is an amazing thing. Of mm-hmm. course, he had no sin nature. Mm-hmm. But that he learned these things um, demonstrates just how complete his humility was. I mean, he was humbled. Um, Paul says in Philippians 2, humbled to death, even death on the cross. Mm-hmm. But he was humbled from the very beginning, yeah. humbled by being born into in a manger, mm-hmm. uh, humbled um, by being 100% dependent upon mom, um, humbled by um, having questions that he didn't know the answers to. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he learned. We also know because at 12 years old, he was in the synagogue teaching uh, in, in a way that brought everybody amazement. 
um, we know that he dug in and studied the Hebrew scriptures. I mean, he did these things as a person, not as God. And um, it really wasn't until the, the the Holy Spirit descended on him in the form of a dove at the Jordan River uh, when John baptized him uh, that he had a direct connection to his Father in heaven. He knew he had to be about his Father's business. Mm-hmm. He knew. Mm-hmm. Obviously, his father was his so, mother and father, mm-hmm. stepfather would have told him that mm-hmm. a lot. But, mm-hmm. but uh, it wasn't until the Holy Spirit descended on him at the age of thirty-ish mm-hmm. uh, that he um, that he was able to rely completely so on that's hearing when, the voice of the Father. Mm-hmm. So that's when I only say what I hear my father say, and mm-hmm. I only do what I see my father do. Yeah. So from, it was about 30-ish. Yeah, from, from that point when he okay. had the ability. It's one of the reasons that, uh, you know, we, we look at prayer as a chore. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus had to look forward to it. The opportunity to get away and be alone with his father. Mm-hmm. Many times it'd be all night, mm-hmm. you know, partially up on a mountain. Mm-hmm. So he'd be all alone, and he could he could cry out, he could laugh, he could, he mm-hmm. could talk. Um... um to, to be able to be in communication with his real father would have been the highlight of every day for him. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, so he, he, he truly was humbled in all ways. And, you know, it's, it's a hard thing for us to understand because we think, well, he's God, mm-hmm. but he didn't use the God part. Mm-hmm. He didn't use that to benefit himself. He didn't do any miracles for himself. Um, he only did what he saw his father do. And you know, another thing that, that you talk about being humbled, um, Jesus never acted on his own initiative in his ministry. Now, in earlier years, he would have, but but from the time he was baptized, he never said, you know, I think I want to do this today, or I think I want to do that. Uh, Jesus never had an opinion of his own, how we should follow that example mm-hmm. these nearly 2,000 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, he he simply did what he was told to do by his father, and he did it in complete trust, complete faith, mm-hmm. uh, all the while veiling his deity. Even when Satan directly tempted him mm-hmm. and accused him, um, he responded the way his father wanted him to respond. Yeah, I was talking about that yesterday. You know, like a lamb led to the slaughter, he did not open his mouth to defend himself. You know, wow. Okay. He, he, he sort of did. Now, not to defend himself, but to bring glory to his father. Remember when Pilate said to him, don't you understand I have the power of life and death over mm-hmm. you? Mm-hmm. And Jesus said, you have no authority over you over <laughs> me except to be given, given. by my father. Uh-huh. And, and then... Um, Pilate asked him, "So, so you are a king?" He said, "It is as you say." Mm-hmm. And and at that point, you know, he could have defended himself. He could have got out of trouble, mm-hmm. but instead, he simply said what his father told him to say. Wow. See, that's the kind of submission that we'll never be able to accomplish in these bodies. But that's the kind of submission that we'll have. Uh, every minute of eternity. I almost said every minute of every day, but mm-hmm. there's no time in eternity. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that will be just the normal state. And we will be, Paula, in that place where uh, the most thrilling thing that can happen to us every day is to talk to our Father in Heaven or talk to Jesus mm-hmm. or talk to the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. um, forever and ever. And because the amount of wisdom is inexhaustible, there will never be a down moment, never a silent moment. You know, on the radio, sometimes we're trying to think of what to say and we want to choose our words carefully. Mm-hmm. And so there's just a little silence. Mm-hmm. There'll never be that in heaven. We'll never be tempted to say anything that is dumb mm-hmm. or crude mm-hmm. or cruel or unkind, um, you know, because we'll be in their presence. Yeah. Come, Lord Jesus, come. <laughs> Today would be just perfect. Um, so another comment was made that we forget that God's in control. And don't we? We forget that God's in control. You know, um, I get here and you have the news going and just so much stuff is crazy out in our world. And I know you get the question of, if God is so good, why does he let evil happen? You know, Um And the answer, you always say the same thing, of course, is if he got rid of 
evil. He had to get rid of all of it. And, he, you know, and he promised that he wouldn't wipe out the whole earth again, you know. Um, and so, but we forget that God's in control. And so, you know, I mean, I have to take a minute and say, oh, yeah, God's on the throne. God's on the throne. Yeah, th- think about the, the, the extent of, of that, Paula. If, in fact, uh, God were to say, okay, I'm fed up with it. Mm-hmm. And, and he's not going to come back mm-hmm. to establish his kingdom. Now, that'll be something different. Um, then uh, the husband that raised his voice uh, in anger to his wife and kids would be done away with. Mm-hmm. The, the mother who, in frustration, screamed at her children, she'd be gone. Mm-hmm. And see, we say, from our limited perspective, we say, well, that's not the kind of evil I'm talking about. Yeah. But yeah. see, we don't understand two things. We don't understand the holiness of God, and we don't understand the sinfulness of sin. We don't really understand just how horrible sin really is. We have grades of sin. You know, uh, usually my grade is, well, mine's a minor sin. But something somebody else does, especially if it's done toward me Mm -hmm. or or to me, then that's a really bad sin. And those are the sins we want to punish. Uh, We see horrible things happen in this world. Uh, We were just looking at uh, uh, the the WNBA star Brittany Griner's news. Uh, She was sentenced to nine years in prison. And that is an unjust sentence. Now, it's clear that she had no business taking uh, cannabis or hashish into um, uh, Russia. Um, Like a lot of people, I'm sure she thought it's no big deal. She can get away with it. And there are consequences of those things, especially when you're in foreign soil. Mm -hmm. Um, but, but, But that's an unjust sentence. I think when we see, Paula, the sinfulness of sin, we're going to find out that there was nothing Unjust. Unjust about it. Yeah, we deserved all of the judgment, all of the wrath of God. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the reality is, um, if we could see how utterly sinful our sin, not somebody else's sin, our sin was, mm-hmm. uh, we would be on our face in gratitude for God's grace every mm-hmm. single day. Mm-hmm. But when you ignore the holiness of God, and we think God ought to grade on a curve, and he doesn't, he is consuming fire of holiness, Mm -hmm. um, um, then we would have a completely different view of sin and especially our own sin when we see what God has done for us. You know, you quoted out of Isaiah uh, a few moments ago, and when we read about the beating that he took, you go to Psalm 22, and it describes with some specific detail the crucifixion of our Lord. Um, We would read that and if we really understood his holiness and our sinfulness, uh, we would only be able to fall on our face in gratitude for grace. And grace, we've thrown that word around and it's been misused and misunderstood and abused over and over. But when we, if we really understood how bad our sin was, and if we could, could, could for a moment begin to think about how holy and just he is... Um, we'd really understand the depth of grace. Yeah. And we just really don't. We don't. Mm-mm. You know, in our pastor's discipleship class the other day, uh, 7.30, uh, in the first session, you talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with the Spirit all throughout the day, not relying on our own strength. And then you listed some of the evidences of the Spirit in our lives. And so I'm going to go through those just really quick, okay. maybe to help Help us all. Yeah, let me let me explain to the audience the pastor's discipleship class. Okay. Uh, because most of the listeners don't know, but uh, for 26 years or so, Maybe. Uh, we've been doing a pastor's discipleship class. It originally started um, with with uh, me preparing men to go out and plant churches. Uh, that was clearly what God wanted to do. So it was just for men who felt like they were called to be pastors. Well, over the years, we, we sent a lot of people out and started churches. But but God broadened the scope of that class. And so it's a class we do it every other Saturday, as long as we're in town. We do it every other Saturday from 1030 to 1230. And uh, uh, women are certainly invited. People, uh, the class now is for people that are committed to serving. It's not just the people that come to church and, and sort of sit and take it all in. But these are people who um, are committed to serving the body here. Um, um, they 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 demonstrated 
uh, and indicated that they want to get closer to the Lord and they want to be used for God's glory. And so it's a class, probably 60 or 70 people that show up uh, every other Saturday. And mm-hmm. uh, it's been one of the most, if not the most productive ministry we've had because all of my elders, all of my church pastors, um, all of the people that are serving uh, so faithfully for so long mm-hmm. uh, come out of that class. And it's sort of, it's sort of you know, Peter, uh, James, and John were part of Jesus' inner circle. Well, this discipleship class is part of my inner circle, mm-hmm. not because I love them more than the other people mm-hmm. or because they're better or smarter than the mm-hmm. other people. It's because these are the people who said, use me, mm-hmm. use me. So we, we talk about things. And as direct as I am when I'm teaching, I'm a way more direct with that. So our class this past Saturday was about the evidence, uh, at least part of the evidence of the baptism of the Holy Spirit on a day-by-day basis, not not just that one-time experience mm-hmm. that, that some of us have, mm-hmm. uh, but the need to be baptized in the Spirit um, literally every minute of every day. Yeah. And when we don't um, find ourselves in that place... Then, then that's when the flash rises. Yeah. So now you can take it from there. Okay. So um, evidence of the Spirit in our lives. Uh, you said number one was confidence in our relationship with Jesus Christ. We have no doubt of our salvation, our position in Christ, because he's able to get us through whatever situation we find ourselves in. And so confidence in our relationship with the Lord. He is always with us. He's there to give us the grace that we need in our time of need. And so <clears throat> that is the one of the evidences of the Spirit in our lives. Yeah, but, but also, Paul, the confidence in our salvation. Oh, I said that. Yeah. Oh, did you? Uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't hear no that. No doubt yet. of our salvation. Yeah. No, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, one, one of the things I think breaks God's heart, and you're about to teach in First John, mm-hmm. uh, coming up with the ladies after the sweet heart devotion yep. are, are over. And uh, one of the one of the, the the not one of the purpose of First John is Jesus saying to us, "Come on, I want you to know you belong to me." Mm-hmm. And we Christians, the devil's helping, but we Christians, you know, we think, "Oh, God's like we are." So I mess up; he's going to be mad at me, and 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 uh, he's going to walk away from me because I messed up. And um, um, if you have doubts about your eternal security then you're not walking with a connection to the Holy Spirit of God. Mm. It's that simple. You, you're, you're in the flesh, and you're, uh, you're, you're on the verge of unbelief. And, and I believe, Paul, that breaks God's heart. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. So, number two. Thank you for your added comment, because that's what this is all about, Pastor Ron. <laughs> okay. So, number two. Um, Another evidence of walking in the Spirit is we will share our faith. We just can't keep quiet about Jesus. Our conversation is natural um, and not changing depending on the people you're around, believers or unbelievers. Um, yeah, I, it's in that, you know, um, I think I used to be kind of a chameleon at one time. You know, you just kind of go with the flow of who you're with. Um but not anymore. As I inhale and exhale, it feels like, you know, one of our songs is breathe, the air I breathe. It's the, the air you put in my lungs to be able to breathe out Jesus. You know, you went to the, we went to the dentist. You should sing that song. No, not today. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the dentist the other day and, you know, they're like uh, talking about it's my birthday, you know, and I was like, they were saying happy birthday. I was like, no, 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 no. I thought Jesus would be back by now. <laughs> it's just normal conversation. You know, I'm sharing my faith. Yeah. And see, that's what sharing is. It's not just declaring the gospel. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, repent and be saved <laughs> or go to hell. It's yeah. not. That, but it's just Jesus is such a part of your life. Yeah. I, I can't imagine spending. Go ahead. Even that. Ten minutes with you uh-huh. without something about the Lord coming out. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, and, that, and, and you know, mm-hmm. we're around each other all the time. Yeah, yeah. And, and I just can't imagine yeah. 10 minutes with mm-hmm. you. No where, yeah. yeah so. You too. We say this at our house a lot. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the air conditioning is working. Praise the Lord. You know, uh, we got food in the refrigerator. Praise the Lord. Because those things weren't always the case. And so I can get in my car and go to H-E-B. Praise the Lord. As I'm walking in, I'm thinking... What? This is great. Praise the Lord. 
And when and I'm, see, I say, I'm not going to H-E-B. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. And you pray for me as I leave. Yeah. Um, please bring her back, Lord. Anyway, so, yeah, we're just naturally sharing our faith. You know, people, I, you and I both have this. We can see if somebody is hurting, you know, and it's like, can I pray for you? Or, or if they're hurting and they're going away, we just seem like that's what we just naturally do. Lord, you know what's going on in that person's life. Help them. Take care of them. Yeah, and Paula, you, you have an amazing gift of that. You, you have such um, um, discernment. Um, you, you can look at somebody and I think they look fine. And you'll say, no, there's something up. And I'll see you kind of go down. And, and you, I, I've seen you look at people. And for me, I think, oh, this can be awkward. <laughs> because you'll say something like, you okay? And say, yeah, I'm okay. And you'll say, are you are you okay? And then they'll just, I'll, here come the tears. And, mm-hmm. here come, and, and, and you've just done that. But see, that's that's being baptized in the Holy Spirit at, at that moment. Because the Spirit wants to use us to do those kinds of things. And comforting others and encouraging, exhorting others is part of that. And, and uh, I've been around a lot of Christians. You do that better than anybody I know. And, um, you know, people will look at you and just suddenly their whole life comes out. Yeah. And, and that's because you're connected to the power of the Holy Spirit. It's not because I'm just nosy, right? Well, that might be part of it. <laughs> That's what I tell people. God, God uses our natural gifts yeah. to be a blessing. Yeah. I, I, I tell them sometimes, you know, I got that mama thing going. And, and so, you know, you, you're one of my kids now. I got to know. You all right? Because I'm going to take you to prayer. But let me know for how I can be a better What did service. Ronnie used to say to you? Ronnie used to say, does God tell you stuff? Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The third evidence is we only got... We don't want to go to the next yeah, one Yeah, let's not do that, but, but we're, okay. we're just touching that one. Okay. Uh, Philemon, verse 6, okay. says, I pray oh, that yeah. you'll be active in sharing your mm-hmm. faith so that we'll have a full understanding of every good thing that we have in Christ. Yeah. You know, if you're not connected to the power of the Holy Spirit, now this doesn't mean, just for you and the audience, it doesn't mean that you're not saved. It just means that, that there's a source of power. It's like walking around with your your cell phone. And if you don't plug it in, pretty soon you're going to say, well, I'm at 1%. It's mm-hmm. going to go off. And you're going to start apologizing to somebody mm-hmm. you're talking to because my phone's going to go off. Battery's mm-hmm. dead. Well, our batteries are dead apart from Christ. Mm-hmm. And too many of us think we're okay apart from Christ in that sense that, oh, no, I got this. I still know stuff. Mm-hmm. But apart from Christ, Jesus said we can do nothing mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Paul says we can do all things through him who gives us strength. Mm-hmm. And... Um, the ability to share our faith comes from God. That was the reason God gave the Holy Spirit in Acts chapter 2. He said to his disciples as he was um, uh, getting ready to leave them, um, go wait in Jerusalem mm-hmm. and power will come upon you and and the power will be to be witnesses of me. Yeah. And, um, you know, the, 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 the Christian who is uncomfortable sharing their faith uh, and again, I'm not talking about being a Bible scholar. I'm just talking about um, when you see somebody who's hurting, hey, Jesus is the answer. Yeah. That's what, what we do. Um, the person who's uncomfortable with that is simply not filled with the Spirit. Mm-hmm. The, the, the power of God is not available to them. And when we quench the Spirit, Paul prays not to quench the Spirit. And and when we, we quench the Spirit by saying, well, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable. I don't want to butt in or, mm-hmm. or the, the just, you know, they might not like me. Mm-hmm. That's unbelief. Mm-hmm. And unbelief and the power of the Holy Spirit cannot coexist they don't, together. They don't coexist, yeah. Effect. And, yeah. and, and what, what the power of the Holy Spirit will do if you are, are struggling with questions like that mm-hmm. is he'll say, it's okay that you're afraid. Do it anyway. Mm-hmm. And, and we have to share the, the hope that we have within us. It, it's, the, the world is lost. The world is hurting. There's more pain in the world than at any time in my life right now. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, what we've got to do is understand that that pain um, is a signal to us that something's wrong, and we got the answer. Yeah. Remember when you were a little kid in kindergarten or something, teacher asked anybody one there, and everybody raised their hand, and you go, ooh, call on me, call on me, call on me. Well, we should all be raising our hands saying, yeah. call on me. Yeah. Because if we're connected to the power of the Holy Spirit, we have that power. That's right. You know, it's just thinking how many people we know and, you know, my thing is, especially for girls, ladies, women, whatever, 
um, who are who are living with men who they're not married to, um, you know, playing house and two and three and four kids without ever being married. There's no security there. And I, and I tell the ladies, you don't know your own value. And why would, why would he marry you when he can have all the benefits without any responsibility? And, and you know, that's very uncomfortable. And, but I, I've told a whole lot of ladies that, and they still love me, though there's still some of them in that same situation. And I say, when are you going to get this right? And, and see, Paula, it's, it's, it's very obvious that um, anybody living in woeful sin has no connection at all to God the Holy Spirit. Yeah. None. Yeah. And, and, and that offends people when they say, well, I'm saved. Well, but you're not living like it. So yeah. you have no ability, no access to God. Your prayers can't be heard. They can't be answered. And uh, you know what, what we want is we want to do it our way. And it'll be okay. Hey, the first half hour went really, really fast. Yeah, Paula's got some more stuff on her heart, but we will gladly interrupt for your phone calls, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. This is the word to stand up for life, the date day show. We'll be back in two minutes. Welcome back to the Word to Stand On for Life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome back to the second half of our date day show, 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Paula, before we go on... Mm -hmm. Um, you want to mention something about Sweet Summer Devotions coming up? I do. And you know how I, t- I count and talk anyway. So we've done one, two, and now we'll go to seven. <laughs> and then we'll come back to three in a minute, maybe. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even talking about the the Holy Spirit, it just came naturally in our other conversation. But yeah, I do want to talk about the Sweet Summer Devotion that Mary Ellen Classen did. It was just... But we have, before you go there, we have one more. We do have one series, more. And mm-hmm. that's Darlene. And yes. that's this, this coming Monday. Yep, and then we'll have a couple of weeks off, and then I, I think I better try to do something on the 29th, because otherwise we'll be off four weeks. I don't know what I'm going to do, but anyway. So, Mary Ellen, and then Darlene, and that, you know, if anybody doesn't know, this has been our OG year of of uh, Sweet Summer Devotions, and that OG stands for the old girls. <laughs> the original, original I'm sure, yeah, girls. I'm sure they appreciated that. Yeah, except, that, you know, we had uh, Michaela, but she was born here. Yeah. So she's been here longer than some of, you know, yeah. right up there with, with some of the old girls. Um, but yeah, Mary Ellen, you know, a lot of the, the devotions were a little more light and, and, and funny, you know, thinking of remembering some of the crazy things um, that went on from the beginning, you know, like, you know, the lady with the bikini looking through the thing. I remember one time uh, we got a a Catholic church thing through our amplifier (laughs) one time. I was like, what in the world is going on here, you know? It was actually a Catholic homily was... was (laughs) This came through our amplifier. <laughs> now I was speaking, mm-hmm. but but um, I, I don't know how this works. But mm-hmm. but but um, it was like the devil interrupted. <laughs> <laughs> He's not bashing. It just was an interruption. So anyway, with Mary Ellen, you know, she started off saying that um, she's been here at the church or affiliated with the church for twenty three years, and I know a lot of ladies were out there going. I don't even know you. How can you be here 23 years and we don't even get to see you? Well, and then she just was saying that she and her husband got saved in 1999, so that's how long they've been here. Um, and they had been living together, and they were pregnant, and then they got married, and then, then she just went straight. Jeff was a pastor, and then he wasn't. And that was kind of a little little tumbleweed that starts and it just grew and grew and grew and grew um and she was saying with all her imperfections and she was having a hard time at the beginning because she was so emotional and just crying 
Uh, and she had she had voice issues. She, she yeah. laryngitis or something. Yeah, and that happens too when you're going to be when you're chosen by the Lord, and this is her first time going to be speaking, and just all the stuff. Um, and she called me on Sunday, you know, evening while we're out having lunch, and or call it lunch, whatever it was. But she says, oh, "Paula, uh, 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 her voice is like," uh, uh, and I was like, "You're going to be okay." <laughs> you're gonna be okay. I I expected your call, but you're gonna be okay. Um, I'll call you in the morning just to be sure, but you're gonna be okay. Your voice will get louder, stronger as you continue. This is a test. The enemy's trying to keep you from. And I had no idea what she was gonna talk about for sure. Um, but anyway, to get back, she made it. So if you listen to it, and you all should, um, you'll be able to understand what she's saying if you just kind of lean in, like when E.F. Hutton talks, you listen. But when uh, she was saying when they first saved, were first saved, they had a lot of branches that the Lord needed to cut off. Um, but those few that were there, he would he would prune. And man, were they ever faithfully serving. And we were so proud and pleased with them. And uh, she just was like so happy. My husband's a pastor, you know. And she was in the leadership group, and then all of a sudden, you know, things just went sideways, and ah, it was just, it was sad. It was sad for everybody um, that knew them. And so she asked the question, and we should all do this, why do we take for granted the ones we love the most? We're not, we're not um, angry at work. We're not taking our friends for granted. It's just, just at home just at home and that just happens way too often and so they stopped she um she knew you know once she was saved that she needed to do things differently um and she talked about a couple of things how God was showing off for them and and stuff um and it was really fun but then what happens when the trials come you know it's easy to be a Christian and I used to say this when you have everything going it's easy to be a Christian when you have enough money, when your health is good, when your kids are acting right, when your husband and you are on the same page. But what happens when the trials come? And so she said that was her very first hard trial when Jeff was a pastor and now he wasn't. And it just went from one disappointment after another. And she said the enemy just had a field day. And she didn't want to be around people. She didn't want to be around people. What's wrong? What's going on? And so she said, I didn't want to talk too much. So she said, I just didn't want to be around people. So she just poured herself into working. And don't some of us do that. Um, we just get busy working, um, trying to escape, you know, the trial where you tell us, you know, and the word says it too, embrace the trials because Jesus is with you in them. But not a whole lot of people really want to do that. <laughs> um, and so she was saying, even with all the overtime, because she knew she had learned the word here, and she she knew that Calvary Chapel San Antonio was family, but she just had a hard time being around her family because she was so disappointed and so ashamed and kind of embarrassed. Um, but she knew she needed to serve. And she said, with all working 13 to 16 hours a day, she still would work with the cross-country team. I was like, you wouldn't go out to lunch with me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you had time for the cross-country team. Well, it was one of those things where she likes to run, and she was running away from things. And one day when her, just the three boys, one is walking with the Lord and the other two need prayer. But one day he called her while she was out running and she's huffing and puffing. And he said to her, Mom, what are you running from? It was like, not like a light went on, but the truth came out. She said, disappointment. And running was a way to get away and talk to God. And she said, I knew because she learned that here as well. Just like we're talking about Jesus would get away to be with his father. She would get away to be with God. She said, I prayed all the time. 
things, a lot of things didn't change, but I prayed. She said, I prayed all the time. And what began to change was her perspective. Mm -hmm. And so it was just an awesome, awesome devotion. She said, the struggle with shame, so she prayed. I thought it was very humbling. Mm -hmm. It was um, uh, honoring, um, you know, that kind of raw honesty. Um, and a- again, you know, because you don't record the Q&A afterwards, mm-hmm. uh, I imagine the conversation after that was really, really rich. That's why we tell ladies to come. You gotta be here. Yeah. And um, uh, I just, I couldn't have been prouder of her. And mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not her dad, so I don't mean to sound like her dad, but <laughs> but um, she, she, it was very, very honoring and um at a at a raw depth that we don't see too often in those things. Yeah. And I just know how pleased Jesus was. Uh-huh. Yeah. It was just, she said, amazing. And then she prayed. You know, she, she was, like you say, honoring. Her husband spoils her. He does everything. Come on, Pastor Ron, get with it. <laughs> <laughs> she, uh, her, her perspective has definitely changed. And she's, you know, now praying, Lord, show me how to love him. Um, and you know the fact that Jesus is the one who chose her. Yeah. Yeah. She she she's also really really smart. Yeah. Because when she said uh, Jeff cooks for her mm-hmm. and cleans up and mm-hmm. does all those things, mm-hmm. um, he's one of the best cooks. Oh yeah. I've ever. Yeah. I mean, he used to bring stuff, and, mm-hmm. and man, he, he just amazing. Yeah. So see, she's smart. Mm-hmm. I'd let him cook for me too. Oh yeah. Yeah, and clean. You know, we used to go to their house, and for years, he would be the only person that I would eat menudo. I had never had it before before we moved to uh, Texas. And I was like, what is this? What are you talking about? And I mean, for Christmas Eve, for I don't know how many years in a row, we would go to their house. I was like, oh, no, I'm going to be there. <laughs> <laughs> and, man, so, yeah. But, yeah, he... um she did a great job, but it was one of, you know, you kind of come here thinking, oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the good old fun days, but not everybody has good old fun days. Yeah. And it was a like a really raw and open and honest um, devotion. And like you're saying, the, the Q&A time and then the prayer time, pretty much all the leadership ladies were here, um, and everybody was praying with somebody. And so... Uh, it really touched a lot of hearts. Very, very brave. I was, mm-hmm. I was very, very pleased. Yeah, and we okay. are the mom and dad. So. Okay, three four zero ninety five eighty five. If you have any questions or comments, Polly, want to go back to yeah number three coming mm-hmm. up. Let me see if I can find where I where I was now. Let's see. Okay, so number three, as a evidence of the Spirit working in our lives. No, the, no, being filled with the Spirit, the, the, being connected to power at that moment. Okay. Um, living obedient lives, Acts 5.32. And then you said to us, don't let yourself get disconnected from the Spirit. You know, we can get kind of busy. Um, We can let doubt and fear, um, being self-absorbed, get in the way. Um, Unlike Jesus, again, he says, I only do what I see my Father do, and I only say what I hear my Father say. That's what we need to be. A little bit better about, yeah. a lot better about, actually. You know, Paula, did, if you think about it, we, we, we're disconnected simply because we forget. We get carried away with other things. I can I can say clearly, um, almost never is somebody connected to social media and connected to Jesus at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we, we, we just go through the everyday stuff of life and just sort of leave Jesus out. And that's when flesh comes. That's when we get angry. That's when we get jealous. That's when we become envious of other people. It's when we are, are unkind. Uh, and, and it happens without thinking. Now, obviously, the Spirit lives in us, and so we, we, we want to reconnect. So that's the Spirit saying, hey, you can't say that. You can't live like that. We, we say, use ugly language. Um, so to be to live obedient lives requires that constant connection mm-hmm. to the power of the Holy Spirit because the thing that we don't want to admit about ourselves is that we simply cannot be nor do we want to be obedient to God 
in our flesh. Mm-hmm. In our flesh is no good no thing. Good thing. Mm-hmm. And we don't like to believe that. That's it's like, well, well, there's some good in me and there isn't. Mm-mm. There isn't. I've been a pastor for 27 years. There's nothing good in my flesh. Mm-hmm. And, and, and if I allow my flesh to be in control, I can ruin what God has taken 27 years to build. And so, you know, that keeps me connected. You know, you, you laugh at me sometimes because you're trying to tell me, remember when I first got my phone and you would say, Pastor Ryan, and you, when you're, I know when you use, use that, what mm-hmm. you're saying, but you, you said, you're, you're not supposed to charge it every day. Well, that makes no sense to me. I want to be 100% full mm-hmm. every day. Well, while that might be bad for phones, it's good for Christians. Yeah. We, we we can't be satisfied that, well, you know, for six, seven hours today, Lord, you and I, we were tight. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't be content with that. We we got to be connected. We got to, hey, Siri. And she says, oh, oh, I did. Oh, she, oh, she, she, she went gonna, on. She's going to say gotta, something. So she's... I'm sorry for interrupting. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but I'll ask her, what's my, my battery percentage? And she'll look at me and say something like, uh, it's 31%. Uh-huh. And I'm thinking, no, 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 I need to get it full. <laughs> so I'm always putting it on yeah. the charger. Uh-huh. Well, physically and spiritually, we need to be on that charger mm-hmm. all day, every day. Because if we come away from it, that's when the devil's there. That's when the world is there. That's when our flesh mm-hmm. is going to going to fail. Mm-hmm. So uh, if, you're, if you're plugged into the Holy Spirit, um, you're obedient. And if you blow it and we all do um you you snap at somebody you're angry at somebody you have unkind thoughts about somebody you can say oh lord i don't want to think like that i'm sorry fill me afresh with your presence Mm -hmm. and that's the key to walking in the power of the spirit yeah and you you went all the way to the next one um the the fourth one is love not being angry, not being critical, critical, not being judgmental. Um, the Romans five five love of God is shed abroad in our hearts, and and it's not our love; it's His love. Um, and we could just, Lord, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna take make a depo- I mean, a, a withdrawal of Your love right now that I could love another person with. Um, but yeah, but when we're thinking badly about others, man, I hate that when that happens. You know, because a lot of times. We know that people are the way they are for a reason. We don't know that reason. And sometimes I can jump to um, being judgmental. Um, and so the Lord said, no, 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 wait a minute. Well, remember, the accuser of the brethren accuses us night and day before the Lord. But he's accusing us um, about other people um, all day, too. Yeah. And so it's easy to fall in those traps. And here's the other thing, Paula, when we're not connected to the Holy Spirit, our flesh loves dirt. mm, mm. We have this insatiable curiosity. We got to know what's going on in other people's lives. Mm-hmm. That's sin. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. just flesh. Mm-hmm. When that's the case, when you got to know details, and 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 even though you try to couch it in spiritual language, we're really gossiping about people. That's because we have disconnected from the power mm-hmm. of God. And then people will say, "Well, how can I love somebody if I just don't feel loving toward them?" Well, it, it's 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 the question's answered by how much faith do you have. Do you believe God's word? And people always say yes. And I'll say, well, then God said he's poured out his love into our heart. Do you have enough faith to to, to dwell on that love? Mm-hmm. And and uh, I don't think people understand that that's the process. You know, we've had marriages fall apart and people say dumb things like, well, I still love them, but I'm not in love with them. And usually that means they've met somebody else online or somebody mm. else and they're starting to get flirty with somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, and and say, well, well, then repent. And then let God's love in your heart for him or for her. Let God's love replace your crummy love because your crummy mm-hmm. love is already being demonstrated as inadequate. <laughs> inadequate, yeah. So, um, um, you know, love is the born-again birthmark of a Christian. And if we don't love, then we're misrepresenting God. And if we don't love... Um, when we're critical of other people with different opinions, when we're immediately rushed to judgment of them, um, we're not connected to the Holy Spirit. And people get so offended when I say that. Well, I have the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but but he's inactive. Mm-hmm. He's at zero percent on your battery. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and so now you got to plug back in and let his love wash over you. Yeah. And then the last one that you listed was 
hunger for righteousness, wanting to be right with him, which is what you're saying, longing to be more like him all the time. And, yeah, he is um, loving, forgiving, gracious, abounding yeah. <laughs> in love and faithfulness. And so you asked a question, and I, I'm going to ask this too, so maybe people in the audience can ask this of themselves at home. Um, how can we recognize instantly when walking in the Spirit or not? You know, we're not okay when not walking in the Spirit. And we had some of the, the guys um, in, the, in the class uh, confessing, you know, that they're not a risk taker. One said he's not a risk taker, which means he doesn't really, he's not trusting the Lord in some of those situations. It's unbelief. Uh-huh. It's, it's like immediately being unplugged. Yeah, yeah. If the Lord says, I want you to do this, you know, he's like, well, I'm, I'm not comfortable with that, Lord. So I'm not comfortable with that really is no. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Um Number two, this one, same person, though, said, I have been given the gift of forgiving everybody because um, I've been forgiven. He says, because he's been forgiven of so much. But in his flesh, he doesn't really want to. I can totally relate, you know. um, But I want to forgive. You want to forgive, but in your flesh, you don't want to forgive. And so... um, then his third one was a natural tendency to be introverted, but because of the Lord and the calling on his life, he can feel the Holy Spirit propelling him forward to go to people. And so that I thought that was really huge. Yeah. Paula, for, for everybody in the audience, we got a, we got a caller holding, so I'll get okay. to that in just one second. Um, um, but but you can go to Galatians chapter five, beginning in verse nineteen. Um, and and you can identify behavior in an instant that isn't of God. Mm-hmm. Uh, the acts of the sinful nature are obvious, Paul says. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and the like. And what he's saying there is very simply that, that any time that kind of behavior manifests itself in your life um, there ought to be a, a, a warning sign you're you're not in the spirit you're mm-hmm. not in the spirit mm-hmm. and our flesh is going to destroy people and all we have to do is compare those with the list starting in verse 22 uh, and and it should be easy for us to identify uh, what is and is not of God mm-hmm. and then if we really do hunger and thirst for righteousness mm-hmm. Lord I want to be more like you I want to be used for your glory mm-hmm. I want to I want to love like you love I want to forgive like you forgive and then on Sunday I, I talked a lot about forgiveness in yeah. terms of prayers being answered and stuff so yeah. Paula yeah. we were running out of time let me go to you, said a, you had a call Reuben on line one oh, cool. uh, Reuben thank you for calling we've been worried about you you're on the air Pastor, thank you. Um, just really quick, um, I'm not doing well. Please um, um, pray for me. I'm having trouble breathing, catching my breath, and um, it's it's very difficult. Um, I don't, it just started happening on Tuesday, and um, just please pray. I'm 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 afraid, and and I know I shouldn't be afraid, but but it's just I can't I can't. Catch my breath. So please, everybody, yeah. if y'all could pray for me, we'll I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Let, let me also say this to you and to everybody else. It's not that we shouldn't be afraid. It's that we trust Jesus in spite of our fear. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's it's unrealistic, uh, unreasonable even to say, well, I know if I had faith, I wouldn't be afraid. No, mm-hmm. because you're afraid is why you need faith. Mm-hmm. So, Father, we lift Reuben to you mm-hmm. and ask by the power of your spirit that you touch and heal. Help his ability to get to get air in and out of his lungs, uh, the air that Paula sang about or was mm-hmm. going to sing about mm-hmm. earlier, um, when she said, "You're you the, the you're the air we breathe, yes. and every breath is a gift from you." By the power of your Spirit, Lord, would you touch our friend and make him well, and give him peace, Lord, as he runs into your presence, uh, even as the enemy is yelling and screaming the lies from hell at him. Bless him and correct him, protect him, Lord. Amen. Yes. Okay, Paula, we're now just a little over two minutes. What do you want to 
you got two minutes to tell the world anything. You Ruben, turned 70 this week. I did. Hey, Ruben, um, you're, I haven't met you, but you're one of my kids, and all my kids here know that I do not like it when my kids don't feel well. So, um, Lord, again, as Pastor Ron Parade, open his lungs, relieve his stress so that he can take a, a deep breath. We love you. Um, one more Sweet Summer Devotion. This has been a fun year, actually, um, and I'm, I'm praying that we all will learn and grow um, and just, you know, to hear the Lord say, um, go here, don't go there, or choose this one, you know. In, in particular, Mary Ellen says, I wouldn't have chosen me. Um, but, yeah, God has a plan, um, and he's not done with with her, and I'm just so thankful that she's back in the family with the rest of us. And um, don't give up on people. Do not give up on people. Keep praying. The Lord loves loves it when we when we go out of our way to love on those that He loves. So that's that's pretty much it. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to what Darlene has to say because she's one of the, you know, she's been your your children's ministry leader from the beginning. She used to always say. If they just knew Jesus, Pastor Ron, if they just, just knew that Jesus if loved they them. just hear you teach the Bible. Yeah. <laughs> she was there over and over and over. <laughs> Paula, thanks again for being here. A good show today. Uh, hey, for the rest of you, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Remember, if you're filled with the Spirit, you're going to tell other people about our Jesus. He mm-hmm. loves you. Uh, Lord willing, I'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. Have a wonderful evening. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.